and welcome to Soberholic Podcast. This show is designed to address topics that will encourage, equip, and inspire you to explore life's most difficult topics and overcome your biggest challenges. Today, your hosts, Roger and Jason, will share from their own experience how you can find hope and healing in recovery. Welcome back to Soberholic Podcast. I'm in here with Roger. We're recording another show. And just to recap the last couple weeks, we talked about giving up. I can't. He can. I think I'll let him. Then last week's show, we talked about cleaning up steps four through seven and, you know, letting go, listen to some of those uh, resentments and talking to your sponsor, admitting your wrongs to your sponsor. What are you laughing at? I'm just watching. And accepting responsibility for the things that you did in the past. And then looking at your character defects. This week's show, we're going to be talking about um, makeup. Really? Lipstick? No. Make dash up. Oh, that makes a big difference. Makeup is one word. Like Mm. lipstick is one word. So we got give up, clean up, and now make up, and that's steps eight and nine. And so in step eight, you make a a list of all the people that you wronged and become willing to make amends to them. So it's kind of it's 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 kind of an inventory uh, of sorts where you're making a list of people that you've you've wronged in your past, and uh, you know it's it's another step that. You really, you know, it's not, it's not going to be, it's not going to be, you know, rainbows and butterflies. You know? Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, you find <laughs> this list from your fourth step list. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you, you saw in your fourth step list inventory where you played a part in a lot of those resentments. And that's a great place to start. Um, and when making this list and make to, and then in the step nine, after you have the list, because step eight is just making a list. When you get to step nine, that's where you actually do the work of the amends. So, is this is this the step? I think I asked this last time we did. It. Is this the step where they, it separates the men from the boys? No, that is steps like six or seven. One. No, this one is they say is where the rubber meets the road. Maybe so. I made that up. I don't know who they are. You are. Whenever someone says they, it it always tends to make me think they have no clue what they're talking about. It's people in recovery. That's who I'm talking I'm about. Just they. Yeah. Okay. Folks in recovery. Folks. Them guys. Them guys in recovery. Yeah. No, I've heard I've heard it called this this is where the rubber meets the road. Right. Because all the preceding steps were all like inward, mm-hmm. you know? It's like you're 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 looking at yourself mainly. Then when you get to eight and nine, it turns outward to where you're you're dealing with the your relationships with other people. It's time to do something. Yeah. yeah. It's time to actually clean up all that past and let's go ahead and, and seal the deal here. And that's hard. It's extremely hard. You know, that, I don't know. I mean, when, we, when we first set out on this little journey to, to simplify 12 steps, it was kind of complicated, you know? <laughs> I mean, how do you make it more simple? And that's the reason we said, well, we'll just, we'll, we're going to say we'll give up. Uh, clean up, make up, and then next week is actually grow up. And, you know, it's hard to put all of this into, you know, one show of what you're trying to do here. But when we talk about making up, a lot of times, you know, I'm sure you've seen it and you probably did it. I did. Is that when you come in, um, 
you may have worked the first couple of steps. Your life is getting better. Things look um, bright, hopeful, uh, maybe even some of the shame and guilt starting to go away because you're seeing this new person that you literally think you can be now. You've seen God do amazing things in your life. And so now you want to start telling everybody you're sorry when you're around step two. Yeah, you know, and yeah. that is just not the time to say it. If your story is anything like mine, or the many people that I've worked with in recovery, is that people are tired of hearing your stuff. They want to see things in action. Right. You know, they want to see you do something different. And usually by this time, when you get to these steps eight and nine, where you're making up is what we're calling it. Is that's when you are you've put some time there. People right. have seen. You know, you put some meat on them bones. Well, you know? but have you put some time? I I've seen. I've, I've, have you ever seen these uh, these twelve step workshop things where you go work all twelve steps in a weekend? I have not seen. You that. ain't seen those? No. no, like I've seen in CR where there's like workbooks you work through. Yeah. Um, but usually, even at some of the fastest paces I've seen is a few months at a minimum. Oh no, some of these secular programs that I've seen where they do like a weekend retreat, they go work all twelve steps in one weekend, and I'm like, mm, no, I don't know about that. Um, I mean, I, I guess you could. I don't know how. It's not. I mean, it's not like it's forbidden to do. But like you were saying, like, I think to be able to carry out an effective amends, people have to have seen some kind of evidence in your life that, you know, you're really sticking with this Mm -hmm. and, you know, you need time to do that. Um, You know, if you want to get people's trust back, you show them consistency over time. That's how you win people's trust back. I was you, you stole the trust word out of my mouth because that's what I was thinking. People need some time to rebuild trust. Um, forgiveness, now don't get me wrong, it can be given at any time. Sure. We don't have to wait till we get trust before we can forgive. But you know, people, if you you've been down my road, you've you've said those words so many times. I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. It won't happen this time, whether it's a fair, whether um, you know, whatever the struggle is that you're talking about that you're working steps on, there's a lot of lip service that goes on with that. And with, with good intentions, you meant it every time you said right. it, that you would never do it again. But for some, some reason, somehow you always found yourself doing it again. People are tired of hearing that. I mean, I, I was tired of saying it. Uh, and so I wanted things to be different this time. And the only way I could do that was to give it some time before I got to this idea of, of trying to make up with, you know, the relationships I've broken. Right. And, you know, as far as making a list, um, you know, I don't think you need to go back to the eighth grade where you stole, you know, you copied, you know, your, your homework off of, off of somebody's homework or, you know, cheated off of their answers or whatever. I'm and they so got glad mad you at told you. me that because I would have to be going to make a new list here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I think, I think there's, you know, a level of where, you know, you don't have to do, make a list of every single tiny little thing you've done wrong to somebody, but anything where you've, where you've caused any kind of a real damage in somebody's life, you know, that needs to be on there or it might not even be a person. It could be, you know, it could be a job that you stole from, you know, that was, that was one of mine, you know, I stole from a job that I had and I, I put them on there and, um, 
you know, uh, it can be, you know, it doesn't have to be a specific person. It can be, you know, other things, institutions. Yeah. People, places, institutions, businesses, mm-hmm. um, really anything, you know, uh, that could be part of that. Yeah. So you got your list. Yeah, I got you, a list. You made um, a list. Probably the, the best way to get started. But, um, you know, I, I also see that, you know, through that list, some of those people we may not even hurt. I mean, they may have just hurt us. And I've seen some of that, you know, of people. How about people who've been molested? You know, maybe someone had done you wrong in the process, whatever. You got to be willing to forgive them of whatever's happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, just because, you know, so there's like, there's, there's things that happen to you that you play no part in, but you still have to forgive them to be able to have any kind of freedom, you know? Um, but, you know, that's, that's, you know, there, there's, you know, it's very tough to do, you know, especially when you know you didn't play any part in it. So let's look at both sides of that. And that's what that list kind of does here is there's some people that you just need to forgive. And let's just start there. Um, that there's, there's people who've done something to you after you've talked with your sponsor about different things. And there's just, Maybe those people that you played no part in that it's time to forgive them. You've got to release them from the actions they did to you because why is keeping you in bondage? I mean, they're not even thinking about you right now. Right. But yeah, you've, you've toyed over what they did to you, how they bullied you in high school for years or, um, what this girlfriend did to you when they ran out with someone else, whatever it was, it's time to forgive them. Yeah, and I think that this is a, a a normal thing that people have been dealing with for thousands of years. Oh, sure. Yeah. If you um, you know, you and I, are Christians, we 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 say that probably probably every show we we bring that up. But um, there's a story in Hebrew in in, in Matthew that talks about Peter, and Peter is actually talking to Jesus, and he, he talks about this in Matthew 18. And he, he's kind of sitting there with Jesus, and he's like, you know, well, well, Lord, how many times do I have to forgive? You know, almost wanting this this number of when is enough enough? When do you right. quit forgiving somebody? Yeah. Um, they've done the same thing over and over, just like me and my parents. I told them many times over and over and over. I, I'll never do it again. And Peter's saying, you know, there's this time. When is enough enough? When do you quit forgiving and you give them the punishment they deserve? <laughs> you know, because yeah. I think we're all get there. You know, yeah. it's time to get even. You know, yeah. and you know, even some of the Old Testament ideas that people say now, eye for eye, you know, tooth for a tooth. Yeah. And, you know, when is that? When is enough enough? And and Jesus actually just tells him, you know, that that you know. You don't ever come to that point. You right. always forgive over and over and over. You find yourself willing to forgive. Um, he uses the idea of not seven times, but 70 times. And if you really kind of get into that, you, you find out that it's it's not so much a number. You right. know, it's not yeah. s- seven times 70 or any of those different things. It's simply that you continue to forgive. 
If they keep messing up, you continue to forgive. If they say they'll never do it and they do it again, you still forgive them. Still forgive them. And that's that's the love that I found that Jesus has for me because I, I screwed up so many times that I had to be willing to go and ask for forgiveness. And, you know, he's always forgiven me every yeah. time I've done it. Because when you go to make amends with somebody, if you haven't forgiven them, how can you really – I mean, how can it work? Because, like – it's one of the things that you know, I've had sponsors tell me before. Like when you go to make your amends to the person, don't say I apologize for my actions because of so and so and so and so what you did, you know, because then, you know, you're not, that's not really an apology. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an apology with a, a amendment on the end of it, you right. know? And so like, if you haven't forgiven the person for however they might've wronged you, then I don't, I don't see how you can make a true amends with the person. Right. And, and probably the better way that I've seen it for me in my own life is that if I'm unwilling to forgive someone, then how can I ask God for his forgiveness? Oh, yeah. Those made it really personal for me that if, if I'm not willing to forgive, then I'm playing God again in my life. Yeah, and, well, what's the scripture on that one? There's a scripture that talks about that. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Matthew five twenty three and 24 says, therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. There you go. Yeah. So if, if I'm going to go to God with my stuff and I, I got to get my stuff right. Right. And um, that sounds kind of strange in a lot of ways because, you know, I don't I, I can't hold on to this resentment in my life and expect God to forgive me. You know? Or somebody else. Yeah. It yeah. just, it, it didn't make sense to right. me. You know, if I'm walking around with that ideal in my head, then I'm simply playing God. Mm. And that didn't work. I mean, we covered that back in, you know, the whole cleanup was it no give up stage yeah. where I Thank had to God. say, I can't, he can't, I'll let him. If I'm, if I'm back now determining who needs forgiveness and who doesn't, then I've said, I've got back into, I can do it myself. Right. Yeah. And that's not a good place to no. be. So, um, practically speaking, making amends, like I can't imagine, I mean, I can't imagine doing any of the steps without a sponsor. But to me, this one is critical to have a sponsor there because, you know, things sound good in your own head. Like, hey, I'll go make an amends to this person, you know, where, you know, you might not need to have any business even contacting the person again. <laughs> How about this? I've heard this happen more than once. I'm going to go meet little Johnny at the birthday party. I'm going to go ahead and apologize to his mom while I'm there at the birthday party. No, that that's is not, not the, the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you didn't talk to your sponsor, did you? <laughs> no. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you end up with a restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so making amends is important for a lot of reasons, but without a sponsor, you know, sometimes our judgment just isn't good. We need to bounce that off a sponsor. And, I mean, you can't go talk to someone who has, maybe you 
uh, did something wrong to a girl in high school um, of something you did, you you confessed that stuff to your sponsor, and now you've added it to a list uh, to make amends to, and you say, I want to go apologize for using this woman in like inappropriate sexual relations, mm. you use her as a trophy, whatever. I've heard several guys mention yeah. different things. And, and so now you want to go make amends for the actions you did back then. And she's married now. Yeah, you don't need to talk to her. That's not a good time to go talk. Uh-huh. Don't, don't go rehash the past. It's we're past that at this yeah. point. And so I, I, I have questioned that myself. I went and just a real personal example. Um, I went and told my mother about um, making amends to her and apologizing for everything I had done to her, and I wanted to make things right. But during that process, I, I told her about me now shooting up and not just taking prescription pills. Yeah, she didn't know that, and so that <laughs> that made it worse. Yeah. I mean, I didn't need to go into all those details yeah. with her and how bad it was. Yeah, and so I, I'm not supposed to cause harm to the person I'm making amends yeah. to. That's a, a big key thing. Regardless of how much relief I get from it, I can't. Find relief at someone else's expense. Right, yeah. It says, except when to do so would injure them or others. Yeah, that's a huge one. And and you need you need an outside opinion, like a sponsor, to help you navigate that. that you know, because, I mean, these are complex, you know, interpersonal relationships, you know, with either family or friends or whatever. I mean, it, it can get really complicated, and there's a lot of layers to it. And if you don't have somebody who's you know somewhat guiding you through that then you know you can end up making it worse you know i was terrified the first amends i made now i've heard several people do it several different ways some say we'll start with the easiest one to make and then you can gain some confidence to make the hardest right my sponsor didn't do that he said okay which let's number these from the worst the hardest to the easiest and so i did he said okay we're gonna start with the hardest one (laughs) (laughs) and it was to a relative you know i had to go to my grandfather and talk about a gun that i stole from him and Mm. it was extremely hard because i just know the conversations he's had about me and it i didn't expect it to go good honestly Mm -hmm. and um i talked to my sponsor about how i expect it to go and a lot of it you can't plan verbatim because you don't know how they're going to respond you know i told him kind of how and he explained to me it's not about what they've done to you you're here you're there for you and i had to remember a lot of that stuff because he had said some things that was really hurtful to me but i wasn't there for that i was there for what i had done to him and he he drove that into my head don't matter what he says to you you're there for your your side of this and all right so we, we had all these conversations and just for the sake of time, it all went really well. And I, through that, I gained a whole lot of, um, freedom from that. Um, we actually restored our relationship over that. I like you were mentioning in one of our shows that, um, you could now go back and, um, sit and be family, um, gatherings and stuff. Oh yeah. And I was like included in the family again. Well, that gave me so much relief. I wanted to go do my next one and my next one and my next one. Mm-hmm. And there were very few times I just got shot down and people were unwilling to forgive me. They usually went much better than expected. And that gave me the momentum to want to go do another one to clean up all this wreckage. But I found myself doing it so much so that I was willing to do it at other people's expense. 
you know, uh, not uh, thinking yeah. clearly that it may hurt them to get this extra little bit of freedom and to clear this up. Yeah. Without a sponsor, I would have made a lot of bad decisions. Oh, yeah. You know, I still made some bad decisions in this process. But, yeah. you know, I'm in the process of rebuilding the stuff today, not tearing it down. And without a sponsor, I couldn't do that right. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the, the first time I did mine was the most substantial, obviously, of course, because you're talking about years of, you know, amends that you need, uh, people that you've hurt and amends that you need to make. And, you know, my sponsor was good about saying you know you need to leave this one be for a while you know this one's probably not one you need to make right now or or this one you know um there was one on there uh i've had a couple on there where you know the person had passed away you know but i felt like i still owed them amends and i wrote letters you know never mailed them of course but you know it, it felt good to at least get that out you know um, and I, and I've, I've, I've since, you know, I think, I, I don't think I owe an amends to anybody. Um, we'll get to that in next show or whatever about keeping, keeping your, you know, keeping your relationships, um, you know, keeping it all your side of the street cleaned up. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, but, but there were several of them that didn't go well. There was a couple mainly that didn't really go well at all. And, but that was okay because most of them did, you know, and I had built up that this was going to be a big boogeyman in my life, um, when I was looking at it and I was really scared about it, but most of them went really good. And most people are happy to hear, you know, that I, that I was doing good or they had already heard that I was doing better, you know, so that made the amends go a lot smoother. You know, they're like, Oh, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, I know you're doing, you know, doing a lot better, um, because you know most most of the time with these with these type situations your actions are, the people are looking at your actions they're not really worried about as much as you know about what you're saying to them they're more worried about you know what are you doing and 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 to those amends that you don't really need to actually talk to the person and contact the person cuz it's just going to hurt them or others you know you make a living amends and that's where you you, you know, you change, you don't act like that anymore. You don't, or you don't, you know, you, you've made a, a radical change in the way you live your life and the way you treat other people. And that's the amends that you're making to the person that, you know, um, to contact them would, would injure them in some way. Which again is the reason you need a sponsor because I've seen a lot of people just cop out with that one and go, yeah. oh, I'm just going to make a living amends make, to everybody. Right. You know, there's some you need to make. Um, sure. I remember my first sponsor I always talked about his sponsor, which um, would my sponsor owed a lot of money to the to the tax man, <laughs> and um, and he just wouldn't pay the taxes. <laughs> I mean, he's dead and gone. That's the reason I'm saying this. And he just he's like, I don't I don't want to pay the taxes. And, and he said his sponsor said, just write the check. It's their money. Send them their money. And um, you know, without without a sponsor, he would have definitely just never wrote the check. It took my sponsor, that same guy, pushing me a little bit on some of those things because even though I found freedom, some of them were just still terrifying to make. Yeah. But it is important just to kind of stop for a moment to say this, that um, amends are more than apologies. 
Right. You know, because um, that's normally what we do is say, I'm sorry. That's not an amends. If, right. if you're doing that, thinking that's amends, you are failing at making amends. An amends is simply, well, maybe not simply, but it, it, it is saying I'm sorry and, and not doing those things anymore. And, and like you said, changing who you are uh, for better. But it's also about asking them, what can I do to make it right? Yeah. You know, oh, that yeah. is probably the kicker. Without yeah. that kicker, I don't know that you've made an amends personally because uh, people don't want you – you know, if you are if you stole $1,000 from me, I don't want you to come say you're sorry. I want you to come say, I'm sorry for stealing your $1,000, and I don't have $1,000 to pay you right now, but I'll be glad to pay you $100 a month, you know, or, or whatever. Yeah. You figure out a way to make it right. Oh, yeah. And – as you said, there's been a lot of times, even that that time with my grandfather that I talked about, I stole a pistol from him, and I was telling him, you know, I don't even really have all the, the things in, in order. I've, I've got 60 bucks right now. I can pay you for it. He didn't want the money, and long story short, I made him take the money. But um, I didn't have everything just right to say I can pay you all off, but I was willing to, to show something. Yeah. And that's that's part of me making amends. It's not just saying I'm sorry. You've got to do something to make it right. And the ball's in their court. If they say don't pay me, then fine, don't don't pay them. Yeah, you know they're okay with that living in amends or whatever they ask you to do. Or maybe they tell you to pay someone else. Then then you go pay someone else. Yeah, you, I mean you're kind of at their mercy, but you did something that needed to be done right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I knew, uh, a friend who actually, when he got to this step, he went and turned himself in mm-hmm. because he out, had out outstanding warrants and, you know, he, his sponsor, you know, told him, Hey, you know, you need to do this, um, because you have outstanding warrants and the may way, the way to make it right is to go turn yourself in. And, um, you know, he ended up getting like a way lighter, you know, jail time because of it, mm-hmm. you know, the judge, you know, went a lot easier on him because he turned himself in. And had he not, I mean, you're always living in this fear, right? you know? And so you, if you're going to clean up the wreckage of the past, you've got to clean it up. You can't keep mm-hmm. avoiding it and stuffing it back in the closets. And he, and I remember thinking when he did that, I remember thinking, I, just, I don't know if I could have done I that or not, yeah. you know? I mean, it was, like he he ended up coming out and sharing in a meeting, you know, talking about how he grew more by doing that in his recovery, you know, than he had in all the previous steps. Right. Because, you know, he was taking real action and and suffering consequences because of his previous action, but making it right, even though it was it was not gonna be a walk in the park, you know, he he believed in it enough to do that. And to take real action. Well, I know, you know, as we as we kind of wrap all this up together and and put a bow on it, as we're talking about making up, you know, it's important that we forgive other people, that we um, are willing to ask for forgiveness from those people as well, or from others, and that we're ultimately by asking forgiveness and forgiving. Um, Am I saying that wrong? By asking forgiveness and forgiving those people who have hurt us, it gives us a new confidence about ourselves yeah. um, that we can look people in the eye again, that we can 
um, not hide, like just the example you're giving from that guy who turned himself in. He's not looking over his shoulder anymore. Right. I mean, he, he has a clear conscience yeah. now. And I don't know. There's a lot of people not even in recovery that don't have a clear conscience. Oh, yeah. I mean, these, these principles work for anybody, not just people in recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be suffering from an addiction and – you know, and, and trying to be doing 12 step recovery to, to understand that, you know, keeping your relationships with people healthy and, you know, not full of resentment and unforgiveness is a good thing. They're good. It's a, it's a good way to live. And, and nowadays, which we'll talk about this some in the next episode nowadays, I can't stand to think that I owe somebody an amends or an apology I just, my, my tolerance to that kind of pain nowadays is very low, you know, where I used to not care at all if I owed anybody anything or if I had wronged anybody, I didn't, it just didn't bother me. So, you know, living, living this way is, is much easier than, than carrying around, you know, all the baggage of resentments and unforgiveness and, you know, being a tornado in people's lives and, and, you know, hurting them. Well, that kind of sums up nine steps in an hour and a half worth of conversation where, you know, over three episodes now we've talked about, um, in the first three steps, we talked about, uh, giving up where we were willing to stop doing it ourselves. And then our second episode, we talked about cleaning up where we talked about, steps four through seven about what it was like to take an inventory of ourselves and to begin sharing those things with other people, accepting some responsibility and um, looking for some patterns in our character defects, which, you know, leads us to make up what we've talked about today and those steps eight and nine, where we begin to forgive and be forgiven so that we can gain self-confidence in ourselves. And that will all lead us to next week's episode where we will begin talking about growing up. And I look forward to meeting you again and talking more about it. And I hope our listeners enjoy it as much as we've enjoyed talking about it because it is principles that work for anyone, anywhere, regardless of what they're dealing with, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, that is another one in the books, um, and I will see you next week. I'm Roger. I'm Jason. We're signing out. Thanks for listening to Soberholic with Roger and Jason. If you like the show and want to know more, check out SoberholicPodcast.com. Please remember to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week, Soberholics.